great. <laughs> Thank you. Passing of the mic. Thank you. <clears throat> wow, what a great introduction. We get to see Scrooge all transformed and happy. Well, afraid, because he's with the ghost of Christmas future at first, but... The hope of Christmas future and death-defying acts. Two titles, one Sunday. How glorious is this? Can you feel it? The, like, Christmas spirit in the air? The bubbling anticipation? The anxiety of very last, last, last minute Christmas shopping? Guilty. And the glory of, of spending holidays with the families, for better, for worse, am I right? Um, yes, I promise you will survive Christmas with your families. Um, yeah. Um, <laughs> Tomorrow is Christmas Eve, and then the glorious Christmas Day. Obviously, you guys know this because we all own a calendar. Uh, I can't promise that I won't be soaking up at least six hours of that 24-hour marathon of Christmas story on TBS, but as Ralphie hears over and over again, you'll shoot your eye out. I, too, have been hearing warnings of what's to come. However, this warning is a little, a little more uh, bright, happy, joyful. For Christ, our Savior, is coming. No, we don't know just yet what kind of miracles this wonderful babe is about to bestow, but God knows they will be filled with light and glory. So it's time, time for Scrooge to meet his third and final ghost, a spirit that he all but welcomes, given the last spirit was so joyful and boisterous, Scrooge, almost entirely transformed at this point after viewing the Christmas present, is now forced, or is now facing a cloaked figure without a face, without even a sign of life. In fact, we see this as an interpretation of death a lot, this kind of grim reaper spirit. Going from true extremes, the, the Christmas present looking jolly and merry and loud with praises and high spirits, and then to now, this Christmas future, dark and cold, and speaking not a single word or a single utterance to Scrooge or anyone, for that matter. The silent, cloaked spirit. In Scrooge's journey with the cloaked figure, we see a gathering of people talking about taking things from a dead man's room, a man despised by the public, it seems. We then follow the spirit to uh, the spirit and Scrooge to see a house that once, just about an hour ago, brings Scrooge so much joy with his time of Christmas present, the Cratchit's house. Only this time the mood is not of merry tidings and glad singing. Instead, it's a somber time. If it weren't for the fire crackling away and Mrs. Cratchit's sniffles, one would think this house, which was once so lively, is now completely empty. It was only when Bob Cratchit returned we find out that Tiny, Tiny Tim has died. Then we see the figure take Scrooge to the cemetery, whose tombstone represents, too, the spiteful man spoken about in the streets earlier. The spirit shows Scrooge the Christmas that may be if Scrooge remains unchanged, a world full of death and sorrow. Last week, in our scripture readings, we heard of three wise men, 
visiting a newborn king. Escaping to their countries, they also made Mary and Joseph aware that, of the brutal death that might become of their boy if they returned. Today, we see with Scrooge a, a very sad world full of, of death with the ghost of Christmas future, a dark, cold world without compassion or without even kind words, a world that is very real to some, even today. How many times have I wanted to see into the future? You know, whether it be to finally get word from an audition or to find out where in the world I'd end up in a year or two years or a decade. Do I follow my dreams, don't I? Do I win the lottery, don't I? Will that stop me from buying lottery tickets? Probably not. Or growing up as a kid, always wanting to be an adult without a bedtime, getting to do whatever I wanted. Man, if only I could, oh, sorry, I don't know what I'm saying, okay. <laughs> if only I could talk to my past self and be like, you should embrace nap time because you're gonna miss it as an adult. <laughs> you're gonna miss it. We learned last week that the world is in need of us now. Today, more than last week, we are reminded just how much that rings true, right? I mean, we cannot wait to be our fullest, most loving versions of ourselves. It is an immediate need right now. If there was one thing that the future in Scrooge's story needed, it was love and compassion. Two things just hours prior, this man was missing. Scrooge had the opportunity to see what the future would be like if he continued down the path of cold disdain for the world. He got to see what it would be like if he remained unchanged. Can you imagine that? Seeing the future to see what would change and what wouldn't change. What in you could change, what could not change. It was seeing this world that truly turned Scrooge around for the better. Hammering in the truth he learned from all spirits prior, the spirit of future Christmases was able to bring to life that truth for Scrooge. And now we see a changed Scrooge. So I wonder what if I continued down the same path I'm on now? What in my world would be different? What would be the same? There are so many things I want to do with my life and so many lives I want to help, but so frequently I find excuses. I don't have time or I don't have the money. Does anyone else feel me on that? Everyone is too busy. Everyone has a gazillion of things going on in their, in their lives and everyone only has 24 hours a day to complete those things. But it's the ones that lead with love and compassion, as Scrooge learned, that truly make a difference. The, those that get things done because they lead with a sense of ease. The future is truly up to us. We can dictate how our story goes. Sure, there are some variables that are beyond our control, but we can control how we respond. 
we can control what this world looks like by being abundantly generous, loving, kind, and honest with ourselves and our fellow people. Thank God for Scrooge for teaching me that I can be generous with more things than just money. Thank God for Scrooge showing us that love is necessary now, not later. Thank God for Scrooge showing us that we are in control of our future. We get to decide how bright our future is and how bright we are able to make our neighbor's future by simply loving and giving. Scrooge's future was full of death and sadness, yet just as Christ escaped death as a child, he used the Spirit's guidance to push him in the path of love. Scrooge escaped that world of doom and gloom and woke a changed man ready to tackle the world with nothing but immense, unconditional love. Once avidly avoided by his neighbors, Scrooge became the most loved man in the city. Because of that love, he spread. In the Romans reading today, we hear, that, we hear about the needs of the flesh versus that of the spirit. I've started realizing that I can control my life instead of constantly life just happening to me. In that, I've started to try to better my finances. <sighs> Doing this, I'm now an avid listener of Dave Ramsey. Has anyone heard of Dave Ramsey? Yes. Uh, well, he uh, is kind of a financial guru, and he actually leads with the word, which is pretty fantastic. He teaches people how to tackle debt so that their end goal can be to give and live generously. He has a very like no pain, no gain kind of attitude to it and takes calls from around the nation about debt and even has courses you can take or a church can host, Financial Peace University. Um, and uh, yeah, he has a whole bunch of stuff about how to tackle debt. But what he, one of his mottos is Live frugally like no one else now, so that later you can give generously like no one else. He talks about, these, these people call him and they're talking about all of these finances that they've stacked up. Uh, and some, they live beyond their means. They bought a new BMW but are hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt. Uh, and he talks about those kind of purchases being an immediate fix for something that feels good in the moment. However, there's a difference. That's something, he says, that that is something that kids do. They do something because it feels good in the moment. But what differentiates that from someone who, who lives and gives generously is that those who live and give generously, they plan, they think ahead. How does this better me? How does this better the world before they spend? They think, they plan out their finances so that first they tackle what they need, and if they have money left over, then they give generously. Do this now so that you can give generously later. Something I'm learning. Live frugally, 
and then give generously. Or give generously with something other than money until you can give generously with all of your resources. What do you see in your future? How does your future look? What are your dreams? You're never too old or too young to dream, and you're never too old or too young to really tackle those dreams now. The world is in need of you right now or you wouldn't be here. So what can we do for our future? How can we get the ball rolling? What do you want your life to look like? Thanks be to God.